Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, uh, who is the CEO of CarQ, your new car source. Welcome to the show, Linda. It's lovely to be here. Let's just start a little bit with your background and how you got to be uh, the nation's leading uh, independent car buying service. I started in the car business in 1977 and went into the industry through leasing and financing. And after 13, 14 years of working at various levels of the industry, I decided that consumers did not have fair representation. So I created CarQ in order to level the playing field and introduce the concept of the buyer's agent. And that's how we function today, as the buyer's agent. How does that contrast with, you see an awful lot of things on the Internet with all kinds of car buying services. How are those different from what you offer? Most services that you see on the Internet are owned by car dealers, uh, such as Cars Direct, Auto by Tell. And there are probably 10,000 auto brokers listed on the Internet that might be also independent uh, brokers. An auto broker has a conflict of interest because they not only receive payment from the consumer, but they also receive huge kickbacks or commissions from the dealers with whom they network. And those commissions and, and fees are hidden in the selling price of the car. So the consumer thinks that they're going to be saving $2,000 off the suggested retail when they should be saving 3500 And that's a major problem uh, that exists with brokers, especially a broker that tries to pass themselves off as the buyer's agent. So there are no laws having to make those fees uh, explicit? No, unfortunately, there's not a lot of disclosure that dealers have to make in the sale uh, of a vehicle. And certainly a broker hasn't even begun to be uh, regulated the way that... uh, the car dealer themselves are being regulated. So if I wanted to buy a car and I brought the deal to you and I brought the deal to one of these 10,000 car buying, you know, conflicted services, I guess you might say, what what kind of a difference would I uh, see and how much I would save in financing and so on? Dealers are telling me the average is between $1,000 and $1,500 per car that a broker is getting kicked back. That's a, a big difference. And on more expensive cars, of course, it's going to be a lot more. One, I shopped one broker the other day, and they shopped, uh, in shopping them, found that they had a very large fee up front, but that they were also getting 2 to 3% back uh, on the suggested retail uh, price of the car was being kicked back to them so, and, and, in fact, put in the selling price of the car. So uh, that's a very sizable uh, amount of money that they're making, especially on cars that are $100,000 or $60,000. They're earning a lot more, and that money should be going back into the consumer's pocketbook. Why don't you give us a kind of state of the current car market right now? Uh, What are some of the exciting new models that are coming out? What are people feeling about cars, what happened with cash for clunkers, and how did that affect the use of the new car market? Just give us a, a state of the car market right now. Uh, the cash for clunkers program was very, 
very significant in as much as it really did increase the sale of automobiles. Uh, people were really needing to ha- be prompted to spend money. Uh, it did inflate uh, the retail uh, pricing of used cars, and uh, it certainly saturated the market with used cars. And many of those cars were just tow-away cars to begin with. Uh, I think it, what it gave dealers was the ability to, to make some very large profits. And unfortunately, in today's market, sales are down. But if a dealer has to sell uh, 100 cars each month and sells only 10, that dealer has to generate a bottom line that would be equal to selling 100. So this is not a really good time to be out shopping um, for automobiles on your own because there's a lot of money that dealers are going to be making, not only the selling price of the car, but in every area of the transaction. Because they're, You're saying because they have fewer sales, uh, they have to make more in each sale than they would if car sales were better. Absolutely. Dealer has a bottom line overhead, and those car dealers have huge overheads. So they expect to sell X amount of cars per month, make an average of X amount of dollars per sale, and then through financing and aftermarket products that are sold, they're going to capture a lot more profit. So it becomes a bottom line. So what are some of the specific ways that dealers might uh, pump up the price uh, to the consumer that they're going to get extra profit that they might not have in the past? Well, they, they offer 0% financing, and then in the small print, it's to those consumers that have extremely high FICO scores. Not everyone qualifies for the 0%, but the dealer has you in, and you've looked at a car, you've test-driven a car, you want to buy the product, uh, you've agreed to buy the product, and so now they bring you into finance, and the finance manager will put you into a contract that says 0%. And then two weeks later, you get a letter from the dealership saying, I'm sorry, you didn't qualify for the 0%. You have to pay 10.5%. So in terms of uh, buying the the car, you could buy the car for $0 profit. The dealer could make $3,000 profit on financing, they could make another 3000 on aftermarket sales, and so your 0% didn't turn out to be very good for you at all. So that's on the financing. What, how about on the pricing of the car itself? What might they do there? Well, dealers have a, a large amount of profit potential on each car, so they have salespeople to our Articulate the deals, and these salespeople are making 30 to 40 percent commission. So the salesperson has no motivation to want to save the consumer money. But if you said, I want you to knock the price down $1,000, what you're doing is saying to the salesperson, I want you to take $1,000 less profit. And uh, that's why most car buyers are going back and forth between the salesperson and that hidden manager in the back room. And who do you deal with instead of the salesperson on the floor? Uh, We never deal with retail salespeople. We deal with owners and high-level managers, and those are managers that consumers would never have access to. So when you're dealing with them, 
uh, did they see you as a uh, you know a good thing coming or a bad thing coming? Are they going to have to give big concessions, or are they glad to have the sales through you? I look for dealers that are either looking to sell a single unit in a day, who will then price that car accordingly. I stay away from dealers that are looking for gross profit that day, and. Those are the two areas that you have to watch out for. The dealer that needs an extra count is always better than the dealer that needs an extra $5,000. So I'm, I'm looking for that. And, of course, as a professional shopper, I know which dealers need what. So when you get an order from a customer that he wants a particular kind of car, uh, what is the process involved in looking for different dealers to see where you're going to get the best deal for the client? Well, we get quotes from up to 30 different dealers, and we're a national service. If there are not 30 dealers very accessible to the area where the client lives or, or works, then we will go in a farther distance. But our job is to really get an overview of the whole market. I can never tell anyone when they call, What's the price of my car going to be? I can't answer that question until we've done our due diligence and research in order to come back with some very specific pricing. Do some dealers just don't want to deal with you? No, I think it's reversed. There are many dealers that CarQ doesn't want to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There are about 22,000 dealers in the country. And we probably work with 20% of those dealers because the other 80% uh, probably don't have the level of integrity that I as an agent want to work with. Wow, that's a pretty big condemnation of most of the industry. (laughs) Well, the industry has brought it around by itself. Uh, There have been so many litigations in so many areas of car sales that Dealers have earned a bad reputation, and it depends on that man, that owner having a high level of integrity because that integrity is going to be passed on to the general manager, sales managers, finance managers, and salespeople. And there is a way for me as a professional to determine what dealer is going to perform at what level. When people go to your website, which is carq.com, tell them about what they find there and how you price out different uh, uh, consulting options. Our fees are published on our website under the label fees, and there's a small pop-up that appears when you click on on one of the fees. Uh, Our fees are determined by three different levels. For the consumer that wants to go out and buy their own car, but they want someone to review their contract before they sign on the dotted line, they would contact CarQ for a deal review. Uh, we do require specific information, but that uh, fee is $290 to do the review. If there's leasing or financing, we have an additional $100. If we cannot improve the, the client's uh, price, uh, then we'll waive their fee and tell them that they've already got their best deal. But 90% of the time, uh, the price can be greatly improved. Then we have a service for the buyer that wants to have target pricing before they go shopping. They wanted to know. They want to know 
based on the, their ideal profile, what should this car cost me with tax and license and whatever fees are included for what state they reside in? That uh, consultation is a verbal consultation. It's one-on-one, which is done with the client by phone. And it is a teaching consultation. So they're provided not only pricing information, but some tips on how to go through the process when they get to the dealership. And then for the buyer who doesn't want to deal with it at all, they want someone else, a professional, to go in, find them the best deal, get everything written up with price protection, and so that they simply go to the dealer, sign their contract, and pick up their keys. That service is $490. There, again, is a $100 surcharge if we handle leasing or a $100 surcharge if we handle financing. And what is the typical savings uh, that you provide over what the customer can do on their own? Well, for cars under $20,000, it probably averages um, $1,000 to $2,500. Uh, for cars between twenty and forty, it's probably three to five thousand dollars, and for cars that are over forty up to about eighty, I'd say that we've anywhere from five to eight thousand. These are very significant savings because, uh, based on the availability of inventory in the region and how a car is being marketed, what kinds of rebates or incentives are available in that region. All of that helps to determine who is going to sell the car and where is my client going to save the most money. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, who is a professional car buyer's uh, agent, uh, working only for car buyers. Her website is carq.com, C-A-R, the letter Q.com. Uh, There's also a phone number to reach her, which is 800-517-2277. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answer Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011, on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, 
At cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800-707-1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay because spaces are limited. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest best from the boardroom to you voice america business network you've been listening to the money answer show with jordan goodman if you have a question for jordan or his guest please call us now at 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 now back to jordan welcome back to the money answer show this is jordan goodman your host my guest this hour is linda goldberg uh, who is an independent car buyer's agent. Her website is carq.com. Welcome back to the show, Linda. Nice to be here. A uh, new thing that is coming along are electric cars. Uh, just this last week, uh, Chevrolet uh, introduced the Chevy Volt for, I think it's $41,000. Uh, Nissan has the Leaf out there. There's the Tesla uh, Roadster. Give us an evaluation of these electric cars, and are they going to make it, and are they a good deal? I, first of all, I'm so excited about the introduction, the ready introduction of uh, the electric vehicle. Uh, it once was introduced by General Motors, and unfortunately, General Motors backed off for whatever reason and closed off their production of their electric vehicle, which was very, very popular. Now they're introducing the Vault. The problem that I see with the Vault is that it, it only goes, it has a 40-mile range before then the gas engine has to kick in to encourage the battery life back up again. What I like about the LEAF, secondly, is that the price range is going to be good. It's in the mid-30s, and that's about average for new cars, family cars today. It has a range up to 100 miles, and you can plug either one of these cars overnight into a uh, 220-volt uh, receiver so that if you're parking in your garage and you have your washer-dryer outlets, that is going to help a lot to make the charging very simple. Uh, I think it's going to be they're both short-range cars, at the moment, but I am very excited to see that we're cleaning up our environment by going uh, to the electric car, but I also see a future with the uh, hydrogen fuel cell. So our technology is changed. It's here to stay. Many people have chosen hybrids over the last five years, and I think that that is good for all of us. You think electric cars will sell well? I think they will sell very well. I know that the LEAF is already, they are up to about 17 or 18,000 uh, factory orders. The car is not due to be released until December. 
I think that General Motors is going to have a certain level of following, but I think that this car that they're coming out with is going to have a a very tentative buyer, uh, probably someone that is already a General Motors product driver. Um, The Tesla, of course, the Roadster has been on the market, and for those that can afford to drive the $125,000 car, uh, it, it certainly is. They aren't available. Unfortunately, their sedan it has not yet um, hit availability to the open market. It's going to run about sixty-five to seventy thousand dollars, and again, it's going to be for what we call the high-line buyer, for the buyer that has much more disposable income. Uh, if you were in the situation of a client wanting to buy an electric car. Could you save a lot of money? There's going to be such demand for these things. You don't have a lot of leverage as you normally would, right? No, and I wouldn't take on a client if I couldn't save them their fee. Now, in some of these situations, it'll take a year uh, for the car to be actually on the market and for reviews to go out and for the market production to increase to the point that they will be a negotiable item. Uh, I don't believe in uh, no... Uh, the no dicker process because I know it's not true. Uh, They can put the price on a car, but if they're selling it through the showroom, again, they're going to make all that money on financing, on leasing, on aftermarket products, extended warranties, alarms. So there's a lot that goes into the back end, as they call it, of the buying process. So having a a no dicker sticker doesn't really indicate that the consumer is going to save any real money. Was that true even with Saturn, which kind of had as an official policy uh, never to change the price? Yes, Saturn and Saturn could not sustain. People were aware. They became aware of how much money uh, Saturn was making per unit. Uh, uh, they, They started out with a profit margin of $400 per unit, and quickly escalated in three years up to $2,500 per unit, and that was just on the sale of the car. So people at the time responded because they thought, oh, I don't have to haggle. Well, isn't that interesting that you'd walk into a dealership and not have to haggle on the price of the car, but you would end up getting ripped off $7,500 through the rest of the sale. So it wasn't a good thing for consumers, and it took consumers a long time to realize it. There's recently been this new financial regulation bill that has passed Congress. Uh, How is that going to affect or not affect finance contracts and what happens in the auto dealership? It's not, because the bill failed to seek oversight and the oversight for uh, local banks and mortgage brokers and uh, and local car dealerships it didn't affect them at all. Big companies like Carfax or GMAC, uh, they don't have any real oversight. And they handle now today's market. Um, every manufacturer is now also their own bank. So without oversight, I think it still leaves a lot of potential problems in the marketplace. Were there some proposals to regulate auto dealers that were struck down? Well, uh, there were things that were lobbied for uh, to keep dealers from 
uh, this oversight. And the automobile manufacturers and car dealers have the most money for the strongest lobbyists to have laws written on their behalf, not on the consumer's behalf. So it may take some time, but eventually I think that consumer groups will want that oversight. So when dealers are financing or leasing a car or uh, working in a, with a used vehicle, that that oversight will be there. If you were uh, running that Consumer Financial Protection Agency now, and you did have jurisdiction over car agencies, what kind of rules would you put in to protect consumers that don't exist today? Well, I, would, I, I think the automobile industry needs its own type of types of regulations. And I, first of all, would make the, uh, a, a dealer make disclosure on the interest rate that is being charged as opposed to what the buy rate is. Uh, dealers buy and sell money for profit. Now, a dealer is going to come back and argue, well, what do you think I'm in business for? But there should be some fixed protection so that rates cannot be uh, extraordinarily high. Uh, there should be some concern for disclosure in terms of uh, extra charges that are in the suggested retail price of the car so that there would be a real understanding of how much the dealer is actually paying, uh, getting paid to have the car sold for. I don't, I don't say that every dealer should, or any dealer, should be forced uh, to disclose all of their profit margin, but I think that consumers need more information in terms of what is the profit potential on the car, what could I save on the money if I didn't have to pay the buy rate? Would it be worthwhile for me to look elsewhere for financing? On trade-ins, making much more disclosure about what the real value in the marketplace is. Let's talk about trade-ins for a little bit. How do people get ripped off when they're trading in their existing car? Well, a perfect example is for the buyer who has a lease termination. Their lease is expiring. They go into the dealership. They say, I want to turn this car back in. So the dealership in a New York second says, oh, no, we'll buy it on trade. We'll give you a little bit money off the new car. And there you go. And isn't that wonderful? But what the, the consumer doesn't know is they have a residual on the car. The residual may, in, in fact, be less than the actual current retail value of the car. It could be that they sold it, if they sold it on their own, they could put another $4,000 in their, in their bank account. On the other hand, if they trade it into the dealer, the dealer can buy the car for two or $3,000 less than the published residual and turn around and sell the car for full retail and make maybe a six to $9,000 profit. So I think that the consumer has to really know the retail value of their car before they decide to trade it in. And then they have to also know how low the dealer is going to take them in terms of actual cash value. In other words, if the dealer on a trade-in uh, alone says, we'll give you $5,000, but the low book on the car is 7 and the retail on it is 9 then the consumer should have more nego negotiating power. 
Should I just look at uh, Kelly's Blue Book or something to see what the value of it is? I defer to Kelly Blue Book. I do not defer to Edmonds, nor do I defer to NADA. Uh, There's too much dealer involvement uh, with those other websites. Um, I think that Kelly Blue Book has been my favorite numbers for quite some time. But there are, uh, the language that is used to determine trading value, private party value, and retail value really need to, the, the language needs to be reworked. Okay, thank you. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, uh, who is an independent car buying agent working for consumers. Her website, carq.com. We'll be back after this. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Corrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Corrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answer Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011, on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, at cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800 707 1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay because spaces are limited. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. 
Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, uh, who is the president of CarQ, which is an independent car buying service. Welcome back to the show, Linda. Good afternoon. You have something called yo-yo financing practices. Explain how that works when somebody goes into a dealership. The buyer has very poor credit, maybe a FICO score that's around 550 or less, and they go into finance the car that they've just purchased, and the dealer will provide them a contract. They sign on the dotted line. Everything's wonderful. They go home with their new car, and then several weeks later, they'll get a letter either from the dealer or from the lender saying that their contract was not approved at the given interest rate due to the fact that their credit uh, scores are not high enough. One of two things happens. They will threaten to repossession the car, uh, leaving the consumer with nothing to do but refinance it at the higher interest rate. The other thing they'll do is bring the consumer back to the dealership. They'll give them a far less expensive car, uh, again, at a different interest rate than was originally quoted, and they'll, they'll say to the buyer, you can come back in six months and we promise to write your contract at the lower interest rate if we can see you're making payments for the next six months. So it's all a guise to get the consumer back. And, of course, the consumer that's really hurt by this is the consumer that has poor credit. So you're saying in six months they typically do not lower their interest rates back? No. As a matter of fact, they're never going to want to see them again because they've got them on the higher interest rate and they've made a bunch of money. Uh, if a dealer, a, a dealer can buy and sell money and make two, three, five thousand dollar profit, uh, not just on financing. These situations would not occur on leasing, however, because they're well. It, it's possible. But normally, you need to have a 700 or higher uh, FICA score in order to lease a car. Most consumers that have these lower FICA scores know that they have low FICA scores, so they become very vulnerable to, low, to yo-yo uh, financing. If you have a relatively low credit score, maybe, say, under 650 or something like that, um, what is the best way to finance a car? You can join a credit union. And I would do so six months or so before uh, I was ready to purchase the car. And then uh, get pre-approved for your financing before you go shopping for your car. In other words, you know you've got an ace in the hole because someone is willing to lend you the money, even at whatever interest rate they're going to quote. So now you go in with a control rate, and then the dealer when they tell you what the interest rate is going to be, you know how to compare that to your control rate. So let's say your control rate is 11% and the dealer is quoting you 19. You, you don't have to fall into the, uh, into the grasp of the dealer's financing. No. Um, I, like, I like credit unions because they have a tendency to be more liberal, and they're liberal, of course, with their memberships of good standing. I would also, if you did not have a credit union or a conventional lender to shop with, 
I would get my finance rate quoted before I even started looking at, at the car. So if you know that your FICA score is low, um, the dealer can then tell you what their rate is going to be before you even start looking for the vehicle. Do you think taking a home equity loan out to buy a car is a good idea? I do not. A lot of people do that, right? I do not. I, I think in today's market, for the, for the buyer that's really lucky and buying a product with 0% financing, uh, dollar for dollar, you cannot be keeping your money in the bank instead of giving it to a dealer. It's 0%. You just take each month out, and you're earning interest on your remaining dollars. One thing I hear a lot from people who bought cars is the car is depreciating much faster than the loan is being paid off, and therefore they're underwater in their car, and they feel stuck after a pretty short period of time. Is there anything they can do about that? Well, most loans should be simple interest loans, but if the lender is collecting it on a net declining basis where they take all the interest up front, then you're going to run into one of those situations where you are uh, what they call upside down. In order to avoid not being upside down, uh, that's why it's so important to buy the car properly to begin with. if a car is if the car is priced properly, you won't have that initial uh, depreciation when the car drives off the dealership's lot. Uh, but in order to make sure, uh, I would ask if it was a simple interest loan that I was taking, so that you knew how many dollars each month would go to in- interest and how many dollars to principal. That is an acceptable way to finance. If it's in, if it's involved with some other uh, type of a lo- loan program, then you might not have that protection of the simple interest loan. But I do not recommend that you trade the car in and take the differential and pack it into the cost of the new car. I would suggest strongly that if you are caught in that trap, that you sell the car yourself. Uh, a lot of people who are in that situation, underwater in their cars, want to refinance their loans. What is available in refinancing of car loans these days? Um, you can approach a dealer. I'm working with a client in New York who has that situation, wants to buy the residual out on the end of lease term, and we've submitted her to a dealer just to get refinanced uh, because of a low credit score. And we did eventually find someone that will do it. Uh, car dealers have access to these programs, uh, and certainly I know as her agent, I made sure that she got into a fair and equitable situation. How can somebody be exploited in that situation? By, the, by an interest rate that should be 10% instead of 20%. Rates can be that high? On, yes. On... No, on a used vehicle, they, they can go up, I've heard, Lenders quote 22% just on the fine line of usury. Well, there is no usury so, in case. So there's no, if, if you're, the value of your car is less than your payoff, then you should sell the car yourself so that you can at least achieve your payoff. I don't, I, and, and when you are stuck with a car that you can no longer afford to, to pay for, 
then if the manufacturer won't renegotiate the loan with you, then you would have to do a, a dealer who represents the product possibly. Uh, but I would work with an agent if it were me. I would work with someone that I know would not allow the dealer to run havoc over the deal and charge an outrageous interest rate. When you're selling your car, uh, as you mentioned, you should do it on your own. Is it best to do that on the Internet, or what are the best ways to sell uh, used cars they are in good condition? Well, I'd stay away from certain websites. Um, I, I think that if you're going to sell the car yourself, you want to use a, a website that has some credibility and history. So you would probably go to autotrader.com. And even if you put an ad in your local newspaper, although people don't read local newspapers very much, uh, the, if you read to see what the market is um, and, that, and someone sees your car advertised in that marketplace, they will then automatically add it to uh, cars.com, whatever the publication is that you're listed with. So you will get to the Internet eventually. Cars.com will usually pick up any kind of uh, written advertising on, on used cars. So you can get a better price just saying that way than uh, turning the car back into the dealer. I don't think you can ever win when you turn the car back into the dealer. If the, if, if the payoff is less uh, than the value of the car, the dealer is going to give you two or $3,000 below that that value. So they're going to take that over allowance and they're going to add it to the cost of the new car, whether it be in the price of the car itself or in the financing. But they're going to, they're going to make that extra money. When they sell the car, they've got a tremendous amount of profit to be made. So they want the car back in. They want you to pay the differential and it's a very bad position to, to be in. So refinancing the car, I think, at a lower monthly payment is a possibility. Uh, there are companies that do make monies available for refinancing. How did the cash for clunkers affect the used part market? Because a lot of cars you said were taken off the market and, I guess, crushed or something. But how did it affect the pricing of used cars? And has that changed since? Well, the used car market was, was just in, so inflated and... Dealers were just hoping to to make that money back from the government. How did it didn't affect? It didn't seemingly have a great effect in the used car market. Uh, I I think what's happened with the used car market because of leasing, you've got well taken care of, low mileage uh, cars coming back at the end of the term of the lease that do get turned back into the manufacturer. And those are the pre-owned certified cars that may still have factory warranty remaining. So that ha has more or less taken the used car market to a new level. Car dealers don't want really junkers on their, on their premises. And they dumped those cars into auctions. And so many people went out then and bought not well-tested cars from, from auctions. And that's where most of those cars ended up. Those they bought cars at auctions and then trade them in for new cars with cash for clunkers? No, they would trade in their cash for The consumer would trade the car in as a cash for clunker. Okay, go ahead, finish. And, and the cash for clunker would be disposed of by the dealer. 
they did not keep those cars around on their lots. They I sold them to auction. And then people that had very little money that wanted to buy real cheap junk cars went to auction to buy those cars that were still running. Okay. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, whose website is carq.com to help you buy a car and get the best deal. We'll be back after this. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Hi, this is Jordan Goodman, host of The Money Answer Show. I cordially invite you to join me and some of my favorite investing experts for the Money Answers Investing Cruise from February 12th through February 19th, 2011 on board Holland America's luxurious MS Eurodam. In this volatile investing environment, good advice is more important than ever, and this exclusive Caribbean cruise offers not only fun, but also a full week of highly informative events with me and other top investing experts like Ray Lucia and Charles Payne from Fox News Network. During seminars, panel discussions, and Q&As, at cocktail parties and at dinners, we will discuss current market conditions and the best places for your investment dollars. Meanwhile, luxuriate in the amenities of Holland America's newest ship and visit some of the best ports for shopping, sightseeing, and sunning. For more information, go to www.moneyanswerscruise.com or call 800 707 1634. That's 800-707-1634. And don't delay because spaces are limited. When you were young, did you feel free to daydream? Were you full of questions such as why, how, and what if? Did you allow yourself to be carefree, to dance and sing? Did you create just for fun? Want to feel that way again? Reclaim your natural curiosity and creativity with Dr. Carol Stalka on Stargazing Stories, sparking your creativity. Revitalize your life, work, and relationships. Be more playful, be bold, imagine, explore, and live more creatively every day. Tune in Wednesdays at 11 a.m. in the East, 8 a.m. in the West on 7th Wave Network. Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There will be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman. My guest this hour is Linda Goldberg, who's the president of CarQ.com, which is a car buying service. Welcome back to the show, Linda. Nice to be back. 
there was a big controversy with uh, Toyota recently, and they had these cars that uh, the gas pedal was getting stuck and so on. What was your impact of whether that was real, and, and how has that impacted uh, the market for Toyota cars? It didn't impact the sale of Toyotas at all. Um, most car dealers are down maybe 20 to 30 percent in, in typical sales, uh, but the Toyota, Toyota didn't get impacted down to 50 percent because of the recall. Uh, it was speculated that it was just sour grapes uh, once government motors took over General Motors that it was sour grapes because Toyota was and, and Honda were the big competitors. And I don't think it worked. I think that the cars probably needed work done. All cars have recalls. And I don't think that the consumer was swayed by it. Toyota is a well-made car. It has a, a terrific following. And they stand by their product. I mean, and, at first, sales fell sharply when the things came out. But then they offered deals. People kind of went in there thinking they were going to get fantastic deals on Toyotas when they came back with incentives, right? The incentives are still there. Most manufacturers have incentives out. Uh, I think that Toyota really uh, increased their incentive programs. They weren't giving away financing for a very long time, and this has forced them into financing cars at, at more realistic rates. and having better offerings uh, than the typical 1.9 or 2.9. They've got a lot of 0% financing, uh, which is, a, is a, a really good thing for sales. But then, again, keep in mind <laughs> that they're going to make the money someplace else. And I, I don't think that the impact worked. Um, and I, I have to kind of giggle when I see that uh, Ford has an increased by, they have increased their sales by 35%. Uh, General Motors has increased their sales by X percent. Well, considering where all the manufacturers have been in the last two years, I'm not surprised that you don't see numbers like we've increased our sales by 100%. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about financing versus leasing. We've talked about it a little bit. But if you're in a position to lease, your FICO score is good enough and so on, what are the pros and cons of leasing versus financing in today's market? Leasing gives you a significantly lower payment to begin with. It provides you some mileage guides so that on a three- or four-year lease, you have to be somewhat conscious of your how many miles you're going to put on each year. Um, but it gives you a fair um, and equitable allowance for mileage. And uh, you have no responsibilities. At the end, you either give the car back, sell it yourself to make a profit, or uh, sell it to someone else. So you've got all kinds of options at the end of the lease that you have afforded to you if you finance or pay cash for a car. Uh, and I think that the significant thing is the about 150 to 250 dollar a month less in a monthly payment. Unless, of course, you're comparing leasing to financing at a 0%, but then you need to have somebody who can lay out all those numbers for you in columns that you can do some comparisons with. But leasing is nothing more than a long-term rental. You, have no, you can build up equity in the car and cash out on that equity at the end of the lease, as I said, or you can just give the car back. Or you can buy it and keep it for yourself and... 
this past year, I've seen a lot of people buy their cars for the residual balance that they owed. In some cases, they were able to negotiate it down a little bit, but ended up, instead of uh, buying a new car, they ended up buying those uh, cars out of residual. Um, If you go over mileage, then leasing is not going to work for you, right? You can buy the mileage up front for about 10 cents a mile, but if you bring it back, it's usually 20 to 25 cents a mile. So I always try to guide my clients to give me what they think is their actual mileage per year. The average in today's leasing rates are based on 15,000 miles a year. Your payment will lower a little bit by 2 to 3% if you're only driving 12,000 miles a year. And in some cases with Rolls-Royce or the more expensive, luxurious cars, uh, you can certainly um, benefit from it at, at that point, from you going into a very expensive car. I just want to talk briefly about Internet advertising. What should people believe and not believe when they see uh, ads for cars on, online? Dealers are not regulated. Manufacturers are not regulated on the Internet. And as bad a degree as you see in, in print, the Internet now is certainly uh, a lot farther ahead of the game. They certainly misrepresent what I consider to be a lot of pricing information. Uh, the advertising that I get on a daily basis on my in- email tells me that dealers are not, uh, they are not advertising honestly. What are some of the telltale signs you see that the ads are misleading? Well, there's no, there's no small print uh, to read. Uh, it's just ad- car dealers advertising, you know, big sales today low interest rates today, come in for our special giveaway, and those are the things that you want to stay away from. And yet, I I think as a consumer, all consumers are tempted. We're all tempted by something that looks like it's going to be a great deal. But then when you sit down and figure it all out, it's really not such a good deal. So dealers get away with saying and, and advertising a lot and using a lot of uh, a lot of language that leads consumers down the wrong path. I think you need to know interest rates before you get into shopping for a car. You need to have a general idea about pricing, and I don't think you should believe everything you read on the Internet. You have to know what information is viable and how to discern what, what information is viable. In about a minute or so we have left, why don't you just tell people briefly again what they can find out at your website and how you can help people in the car market today. We define what the buyer's agent is versus the seller's agent or a broker. Uh, We have a newsletter that uh, provides free tips on how to buy a used car. We work with uh, used cars throughout the nation, and uh, but there are tips on how to buy on your own through our newsletter. And of course, we have in the news, which is uh, current media presentation stories and so forth. Uh, and again, our fees are all listed. So if you're going to lease a car or finance a car and you w- simply want to know the difference between the two, you can call CarQ and we can chat about that type of information. And if you have other questions regarding uh, car buying issues, I'm happy to, to take those calls as well. 
Again, your phone number is 800-517-2277. Uh, your website, carq, the letter Q, dot com. Thanks so much for being on the show, Linda. With Appreciate my it honor. very much. And I uh, hope that people learned a lot about car buying. It's pretty tricky out there, but now they know how to do it. Thanks so much again for being on this edition of the Money Answer Show. And we'll be back again with another edition next week. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. If you're one of the-